1: Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on Webmaster Radio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Karkut, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. And we are not going to start with the weather. <laughs>
2: so, Bobby, so are, you feelin- are you feeling better? Because I know you were pretty stressed this week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I know you weren't uh,
2: stressed about the web. Mark.
1: <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So the 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 thing around this, I'm assuming you're talking about my Facebook post. Yes, um, I I find myself rather emotional around this. Well,
2: <laughs> was I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Mad. You you out of of all the associates I know, you are one of the ones that care about your clients the most. And I can I can see how something like this, where one of your clients gets, you know, basically the the, the shaft, that you would take oh. it personally. You want to tell them what happened? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, so I've got a um, a client who who has been working with, for, with me for a while, prepping a new website. He didn't want to inform his current webmaster. He didn't want to, you know, cause any waves while we were doing all the design. It's been a few months in the, in the making. I happen to know the webmaster, and uh, he's a well-known guy, uh, perhaps industry-wide, but mostly just locally for sure. Um, does his,
2: Does his name rhyme with anything? Well,
1: <laughs> no, I'm not go there. It. but he. he um, <clears throat> Well, I, I actually I've always really respected him. Uh, anyways, the client told him that you know he was planning on moving, and and uh, immediately uh, this person said, "Well, okay, uh, I, I, you know, I understand, but uh, I would like to, you know, you know, break this off as quickly as possible. So if you could, you know, remove your site and all that stuff asap." And it was, which is kind of weird, but anyway, whatever. He was like, "All right, let's just break ties in completely." And um, I guess that should have been an indicator, but. Oddly, you know, even my client was like, you know, there's no hard feelings. I just wanted to make a change and et cetera, et cetera. It's stuff we've all heard in the SEO industry. There's always times when a client just decides they want to change a pace, try someone new. <laughs> well, he gets an email a little while later from this uh, webmaster and uh, or SEO in this case, and he says uh, these are the things that you're going to be allowed to keep, and these things are you are not you're not allowed to keep. And he was going to take away the analytics. Google Webmaster Tools, you said, yeah, I can't, I can't transfer these to you, so the, you'll, you'll just have to start new accounts. A Get5Stars account, which is uh, a great tool uh, from Mike Blumenthal and that gang, used for collecting reviews. And, and this is a significant account. It has quite a few reviews on it that my clients worked out hard to get and, and, and really deserved. And needless to say, as soon as I saw that, I flipped. I, 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 just, First of all, Google Analytics, Google Webmaster Tools are a cinch. To transfer to someone, there's no reason whatsoever mm-hmm. that you should keep them, and and any SEO with any dignity knows that, and, and any ethics. So it was immediately clear that this person was not who I thought he was, and that he was going to be uh, a problem. So I immediately contacted Mike Blumenthal about to get five stars to see whether. We can get some help on this, and he was, as usual, excellent and helped note. And we were in the midst of doing the transfer now, despite what this person said. Actually, in, in this case, when it comes to the get five stars, he was saying that you know I'm not going to transfer this because I have how did he put it my own um, vested interest in this. I'm like what? what? What are you talking? About? <laughs> it what? Made no sense. It's like in this account. So I'm going to quote, and it's on, under my account. And like, well, first of all. Anyone out there who, who has a client, and if you, or anyone out there who is working with an SEO, don't let them create anything under their account. Um, you know, if at all possible, try and have them create everything under your account. So if you and, leave, and, and, yeah, you're when fine. you say
2: every, and when you say everything, let's talk about that. This, there's there's other yeah. things you need to worry about. Your domains, make sure you always own your domains. Your your hosting, if you can, make sure it's under your control at all times. Um, analytics. Webmaster Tools, anything that provides you data, historical data, is yours. It's your data. It's your information. You own it. They can't take it from you. They should not be able to set it up in a manner where they can hold it hostage. So this is way too common. It's not as common as it used to be, but it's still, just like Ross, it gets under the skin of a lot of really good people when when we hear about this and when this kind of stuff happens because it shouldn't happen. It's one of the things that gives our industry a horrible name. It really is
1: it does yeah, and, and I armed uh, to my to the credit of my client, he, he really jumped on board when I told him how livid I was, and this just is not right, and, and I armed him with um, tutorial links and everything on how to do all the transitions, and he, he contacted the guy, and sure enough, I mean he knew he, he was stuck, he had to, so he has been transitioning all these, but you know I shouldn 't have had to do that that's just it 's just wrong, and <clears throat> I have to admit though there 's one thing that i 'm having a problem with i haven 't really dug into it yet. But it does seem as though the account for my client on Google Analytics is under his sub account, is a sub-account of his company account. I, I, I'm not sure how to transition that. So that could be a problem. But that really pisses me off because then you know, what if, if the person can't do this? If we want, you know, from a security perspective, we're going to have to keep this person an admin in order to keep this account alive, possibly. Because if it's under his account, that might be an issue. Well, if we don't, if we decided from a security issue we're going to close this, that is years of data we've lost. I hmm. just, there's there's got to be. this. You're not
2: the only one in this situation. There has to be a way to, to... I'm pretty sure, not pretty sure, I'm reasonably sure, that if there's two admins on a Google Analytics account, that the, one admin can delete another admin. So if two people oh, yeah. are
1: admins... That's right. not the problem, but when you read the, that, that's exactly right, and that's the tutorial I passed along. The problem is, if that person, that admin is the one who um, authorized the account, who has their piece of code on the page, is theirs. If you, you can remove update. them, you can actually remove it. You can lose all the data. You can, you can update the code, though. If you update the code, though, that's a new account. Yeah.
2: That, that's Which one very, very frustrating.
1: frustrating. the Google Help forums. <laughs> And you go, you look online, and you research it, and Google is very unhelpful when it comes to that. So far, anyway. Um, like I said, I really want to dig in further. I've just been too busy. But I, worse comes to worse, now I'm going to have to go and do some serious data mining before I shut that down. I'm not yeah. comfortable with this guy having access to it in the, yeah. the long run. Uh,
2: I think the moral of the story is, if it, if it's your accounts, um, if it's if you're you're the client, make sure the accounts are yours, and then just give access to the vendors that you're using to do your SEO. Your, your website or any, anybody's working on your site, you can give them access to those accounts, but you should own them. Don't let them set them up for you, even though you might not know how. Um, if they're going to set it up, make sure you tell them to set it up under your admin, under your emails, and then you can give them access. Um, and if you're an SEO and you have a client that doesn't know how to do this stuff and you're setting it up for them, set it up so they own it and they, that you have access to it. Never try to get it for yourself. It
1: always belongs to the client. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, in terms of simple steps, just make sure to start with making a a Google account based on your email address or whatever email address you want to use, uh, and then provide that to the SEO or, or webmaster and say, you know, if you haven't already set these up, please set up the analytics and my Google webmaster tools using this account. Here's my password. Um, mm-hmm. And then once they've set it all up. You'd ask them to add themselves as admin. That's fine. And then just change your password. Um, So so, uh, I looked it up the other day after your rant, just because I was curious.
2: And I'm going to ask you, how many sites do you have when you log into Webmaster Tools under your account? How many sites (laughs) do you have listed?
1: Oh, dear. We have a different account that we use for a master for all of our clients. Um, Gotcha. So I had to open that up. Which I'm doing now. I, I can't recall exactly. Let's see here, 450 messages. <laughs> <laughs> How many of them are unread? <laughs> <laughs> Not many, because most of 439. them. 439 know, boilerplate. There are a lot. I mean, there must be 60. So I did it to mine,
2: and and I only have one account like you. I have a a one email account that we use for um, client sites, and one one account that I use for sites. I just checked our sites. I have over 400 domains listed in just our sites. (laughs) And it's mainly because each site has so many subdomains, so many variations. There's because you can do you can set up a webmaster tools account for a directory if you want. So if you have one directory that you want to target really the data on that one by itself, you can set up its own webmaster tools account. you, can do, you definitely have, need to do it by subdomain, but you can dr- dr- drill in pretty deep and we, I drill in way too deep, apparently.:
1: <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually I'm glad that I, I believe now you can actually say delete property for the longest time I couldn't um, oh, yeah. in Google Webmaster tools and, and, and Google Analytics and oh because you know if Klein moved on, I couldn't get rid of the darn account. <laughs> it was driving me crazy. And it was a <laughs> full of all this old stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Still nice. have a couple in here that are, are older. I've got to get. But anyways, I, I hope I hope had to save the, the frustration of a few clients or a few people out there listening. Do not let these SEOs own you like this. So, so should
2: people uh, email you directly if they want to make sure they're not working with this person? How do they find out how to steer clear of some bad stuff? I'm just saying, since you're not going to add them on the show, you know, someone might be curious.
1: Really do your homework. We told you how. Um, Obviously, if you want really, really ethical people, hey, give us a call. But um, (laughs) that's pretty no-brainer, right? I mean, when it comes down to it, though, yeah, just do your homework. Make sure you've you've considered um, that you need to protect yourself because not all relationships are meant to work out, no matter how well-intentioned they are. And you've got to make sure that you have uh, ownership of everything.
2: For, forget so, the fact that forget the fact that, that the relationship might fold. What happens if it's a single person business and that the lottery and just quits right then and there and stops doing it and it never responds to anything? Now you have absolutely zero access to all your data. Yeah, you know, it's it's true. anything can happen, and then That's be, happened too. Yeah, and I hate the I hate using the analogy getting hit by a bus because that's so negative. So I always say wins the lottery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, on that interesting note, let's take a quick break, and when we get back, there's a ton of news, thanks to John, and a little curating he's done.
0: SEO 101 will be back right after recess.
3: Our team of experts are WordPress savvy and our customer service is leaps ahead. See why we say our websites are designed better by leaps and bounds by going to frogontop.com.
0: Frog on Top, your one-stop solution for the web. Frogontop.com.
3: Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, Finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at max speed to get great domains today namejet.com
0: Okay class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm
1: Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Don't ask for links, or if you do, do it this way. So what, what's going on here? What do you mean, if you do, do it this way? <laughs> Don't Actually,
2: ask found, for links. I found
1: that. Well,
2: so we've been, we've been <laughs> saying this for a while, right? That the, the, the idea of going out and trying to get links by re- reaching out, you know, Webmaster Outreach is what we used to call it, to ask people to link to your site. We say, you know, that's not probably the best use of your time, not the best way to do link building. Google never really said anything about that, but it just so happens in a Portuguese Google blog post. So Google has a Portuguese blog, apparently. Um, <laughs> well, and, of course they do. <laughs> Come yeah, on. of course. They, <laughs> s- s- one of the Google people posted this thing about don't buy links, um, You know, did this thing, and the last thing he says is do not ask for links. And, of course, everybody goes, oh, Google's actually saying this now. Oh, well, yeah. guns, really – <laughs> so, but there's a, there's a big hubbub in the industry now about uh, Google says you're not even allowed to ask for links. Well, yeah, that's the way it's been for a while now. You shouldn't be doing that. That's,
1: that's, <laughs> <laughs> so, but doesn't since everybody's talking about it, I right? figured,
2: yeah, exactly. Figured since everybody's talking about it, we should mention it and say it's no big deal. We, if you've been listening to our show for any length of time, you know this already. That you doesn't need Google to tell you this. You should have already known.
1: Okay, I'm a little confused that anyone can even say all oh, they're telling us this now. They've been telling us that that's never been a, a secret. They've, well, they've, they've literally blatantly said it before. Well, the, the, they've never actually come out and say the words, don't,
2: and in quotes, ask for links. They've always said, don't do this, don't do that, don't buy links. But they never said you can't just go out and say, hey, Ross, can I have a link? All right. And and if it's if it's like that, other than the fact that this is a recorded show and someone could listen to it, if you and I were at a bar somewhere and I said, "Hey, Ross, can you put a link on your site to my site?" There's no way they would ever know there was any kind of <laughs> arrangement there at all, right? So that's why people are up in arms about it. But
1: they're actually saying, "Don't ask." I not feel to get really yeah, good, and, and, don't and, ask and definitely and don't, don't ask Google. Don't. Yeah, and definitely don't ask Google for a link. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that might not pan out well. <laughs> um. Interesting. Well, you know what? That's that's news for you. Good old Google making waves out of nothing again. It, um, my
2: guess is it was a slow <laughs> news week in the industry.
1: <laughs> well, I got viewers. That's the key, right? These people are trying to make money. Got to live. Got to eat. That's true.
2: I guess that's Google's version of link bait, right? Get them talking about you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, this next bit's really interesting. I, you, you've read this, I haven't yet, but you're yes, URL uh, actually, sir, I, I actually did see this before, but. I and I thought this would be,
2: I, I wanted to get your opinion on this because I know in Canada there, there's some rules or there's some discussion about French versus English websites, and I don't know how much you deal with that. Basically, what they're saying, they came out specifically said um, when you're dealing with multiple languages on a single website or even just in websites, that your URL should be in the same language as the content, so let's say you're doing a you've got a you've got a site and you're going to do it in um, English, French, and Spanish right so you do the translation on all the content, so you have a section of French and a section of Spanish a section of English. the URLs in those different sections should also change based on the language which is which was interesting to me because I'd never really thought about that in the past do, do you deal with that have you had any kind of situation set up like that?
1: I avoid it like the plague. <laughs> I am not a fan because it is a nightmare. Uh, it, for example, the Canadian government's hired us a couple times for a few jobs and and we insist upon sending anything French or Quebec related to another client to a company which is in Quebec. It, it's it's a nuanced nightmarish bureauc- bureaucratic nightmare doing anything to do with uh, French and English in Canada. So we stick to English. But I totally know what you mean. Um, uh, what I didn't know was that the URL should show the, the the language. Now, is this just a should? I mean, how much real impact does this have?
2: Yeah, who knows? I, I mean, uh, I, that's a great question. I mean, I, I think something like the uh, the href lang thing, the the language thing, would be much more important than this. But but again, I haven't tested it personally, so I don't know if there's a difference. If anybody hmm. out there has done this or if had a site that didn't change the language in the URL and they see this or hear this and they say, okay, let's change it, and you see an impact, I would love to hear about it.
1: I'd like to know if this is really something to worry about. Google clarifies asking for links the right way is okay. <laughs> so,
2: so, uh, <laughs> the, but they don't define the right way, do they?
1: <laughs> uh, no, they just say, um, Google finally. This is from, from uh, Barry's. I think it's Barry who wrote this. Yes, a few hours after the Portuguese uh, post and all the, the hubbub that came from that, Google finally got in touch to clarify that the post has now been altered <laughs> to say that you cannot <laughs> quote, unquote, quote unquote buy, sell, or ask for links that may violate or link our linking webmaster guidelines. <laughs> God. I don't even know why they bothered. Why bother? It's not like they're going to get sued over something like that. I know. Uh, Although, you never know, I guess.
2: Yeah, and I wish I would have linked to it, but I read an interesting article not too long ago. It was earlier this week, I think, about how the relationship between Google and the webmaster community is deteriorating since Matt Cutts left. Because the, the messages are now dispersed. And they're not all, you know, the same. So one guy will tell you one thing, one guy will tell you the other. They say something that doesn't happen, and another person will come back and tell you, well, it wasn't supposed to happen. This is what actually was supposed to happen. And people are starting not to trust the communication they're getting much, much more than they didn't trust it back when it was just Matt saying it. Not that they ever trusted it completely, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think this is just another example of that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Everyone's listening and and, well... Taking everything too seriously.
2: Yeah, this was probably I, you know, yeah. this was probably somebody in Google in Portuguese Google blog staff that wrote this out. Didn't even think twice about putting the word ask in there. Not even thinking that anybody would care, and it just blew up in his face. And he, so they had to they had to back, back paddle.
1: <laughs> oh, if I could only be a fly in the wall of Google. Holy cow! Uh, yeah, <laughs> stuff that must happen. Anyways, um, next on the list building a store locator for your site. Hmm. This was was an
2: interesting article I read. I wanted to put it here because it actually, the timing was really good.
3: Find everything okay? Whenever you shop Meijer, you shop for your entire community. You help support practices that reduce energy consumption and the amount of food that goes to waste. You help support the next generation with a best-in-class clean diesel truck fleet and partnerships with groups like the Alliance for the Great Lakes. Whenever you shop Meyer, you get more than what you need right now. You get what we all need for tomorrow and years to come.
0: Thanks for shopping with us.
3: Learn more at Meijer.com.
2: Because I was actually doing an audit on a site that had a store locator that was hideous, right? And um, the, the article, and I'll link to it on the Google Plus community or, or Rossville. He's there a lot more than I am recently. Um, but it basically gives some basic things. Um that you should do when you 're building a store locator to to kind of give it some some s e o cred right, and I see this a lot things like how can people search well there's store locators that use only a zip code right mm-hmm. that's that's so that 's so horrible just because it really just makes it very hard to find what you 're looking for, but at the same time. It limits the amount of targeted pages you could have on the site as well. Cause, and do people search for zip code if you have a landing page that's zip code based? Is that really going to do anything for you? Those kind of things. Um <laughs> Oh, here's a good one, too. Give each location its own page. I can't emphasize that oh, enough. God, yes. If you, if you have a store locator, if you have multiple locations on your website, each one of those locations should at minimum have its own page. I've I've recommended more than once that you have like a little mini silo of pages related to a store if it deserves it. But, man, do not put all your locations on one page and, you know, just – Link down to them. is just think kind of, that just makes it, it hurts you in local search. It hurts you more ways than you want
1: to know. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah, And it's it's very good points. I I don't even. I I would imagine there's a full on science just to that, just to yeah. making a good system like that. I mean, and I like to say geotargeting works all the time, but it doesn't. Even that says be careful of it. I've actually had some really, really, really really weird geo-targeting things coming up. If I go to uh, Home Depot, for some reason, it decides I'm in Vancouver. That is a long way away from me. And it's like, okay, these are your locations nearest to you. What? What? Why? (laughs) Because you're Canada. Everything's a 500 miles.
2: The nearest (laughs) McDonald's is 500
1: miles. (laughs) Oh, God, no. That's at least 30. Yeah. (laughs) Close.
2: Uh, um, here's a, here's another thing tied to local search. You know, when you're thinking about store locators, if you if you think about you know everybody has these real fancy maps and you can click on the buttons on the maps and it opens up a you know a little window that gives you information about the store. A lot of times, that's not very crawlable for the search engines. And and when you're thinking local search and you have multiple locations and people are trying to find how to get to you on their phone, you know the the engines use the information on your site a lot to help drive that right. So. If you have uh, the map on your site and you don't have a page on your site about that location that gives the name, address, and phone number and some details, store hours, and photographs, you know it's not it's not going to help you as much as if you have that dedicated page. Um, and tied to that is the phone numbers. The phone numbers are critical. Uh, many places have like an eight hundred number that they divert to different stores. It's like one eight hundred number, and you get on there and it says press one for location A, plus press, press two for location B, whatever. That's horrible for a local search. You want on those individual pages that stores direct phone number. And, and you, you got to remember how the NAP works, right? The NAP is the acronym for name, address, and phone number. And the name, address, and phone number is exactly how the engines determine yep, this is a business, right? This is a physical business because I have a name, address, and phone number. Now, if you think about those three data points, though, right? The name. There can be many businesses with the same name. How many McDonald's and Starbucks are there, right? There can be businesses with the same and are almost the same address. There's car dealerships that have the dealer is one business and the, the, the repair center is another business at the same address, right? But the phone number, 99.9% of the time is going to be unique to each business. And that's mm-hmm. the primary data point in the NAP. It takes a combination of all three of them to really form the NAP but that phone number is the critical one. You have to have that unique phone number for each location that's tied specifically to that location. Put that and on it, those individual pages.
1: It's true. And it's, it's amazing the nuances that um, go into improving rankings in, in local. It can just be as simple as completing a profile, maybe having a, a citation from someone, just one even, in your area. It's all in comparison to your com- competition. If no one has anything, not even a single review, and you get one or you get five – you can immediately mm-hmm. just start to bounce them right out of the rankings. And, and it's that's, that part of it kind of makes me a little bit for the, the old days of SEO when it was, you could do the same thing in organic rankings, classic <laughs> organic, that is. But um, it's, it's is great. Like, is it, it's is very like frustrating, though.
2: Is that like Coke Classic? We had the classic organic, and then they tried the new stuff, and we went back to it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, except I do like cherry Coke. I'm looking forward to getting that in the States this weekend. We're going over there for a while. So. Oh, Nice. Yeah, a little road trip. Very cool. <laughs> but uh, let's take a quick break. and we come back, uh, we're going to talk about some HTTPS and uh, some Search Console, the, You know, John's favorite name uh, for Google yeah. Webmaster Tools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be right back.
0: SEO 101 will be back right after recess.
2: at BruceClay.com.
0: Okay, class. Take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
1: Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. H, yes, something we're in the midst of doing with a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, my God, there's so much work involved. In getting a new site, switching to HTTPS, and oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, too much. So, but
2: the, yeah. that reminds me. So at, at the end of a lot of my presentations, I put up this slide that says basically, <laughs> "Do you want to know the secret to SEO?" And and, and it's like everybody's like quiet. And I say, are "You sure there, there's a secret? Do you guys want to know it?" All my com- you know all my uh, uh, friends in the SEO space can be really mad about me telling you the secret, but I'll tell you the secret. And they're like, "Okay, tell me the secret." <laughs> you and I'm Basically, basically, I'm like. SEO is is not hard, SEO is hard work, and you got to do all the work, and and, you know that's the secret. If you don't put in the time and the energy and do the work, you're not going to be successful with SEO.
1: And just just say, oh my god, I wish a dollar for every time a client said, "Well, no, I, I, what are you going to do?" I mean, because I give them a big list of stuff to do, and 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 they're like, "What are you going to do?" I'm like well, we're doing what we do. We're taking what the work you're doing and we're going to optimize and make sure it's very clear. But really, you're the writer. You're, you're the company that's supposed to do this work. It's hard work. You've got it like something Dana Luca who used to say all the time. I'm sure she still does. You have to earn it. You have to earn your right to rank.
2: Yep, there you go.
1: Love you, Dana. Hope you're doing well.
2: Hope you're doing awesome.
1: Yes, one of our favorite listeners. Uh, okay, that took me off track. But Okay, so <laughs> HTTPS. So HTTPS, what's going on here? So when we had
2: John Mueller on the show, one of the things we asked him was about HTTPS. And I brought up the question about, well, what about links going to a site, right? Because most people are not going to link using the secure version, and then it's going to get redirected to the secure version when they get to the site. We know that redirected links lose their power over time. They're not as strong. You know, how do we justify that from an HTTPS transition standpoint? And he said, don't worry about it. We control it's covered we've had this months ago well um somebody else said it recently and it got some news coverage and everybody's talking about don't change your links to https so basically they're saying don't spend the time and energy to worry about whether the links coming to your site are secure or not make sure they're redirected i would say but don't worry and don't worry about that redirection you know damaging the value of those links at all So, so it's not something. It's something that I actually did worry about. I wasn't sure about. It, it was one of the things that mm-hmm. made me hesitate to change a site to HTTPS because I wasn't sure how the links were going to be handled. Um, but now it's pretty clear. They're telling us, don't worry about it. Don't change your links. We got it covered.
1: Yeah. Which really, how much does that mean? Do they really care if we're losing any page rank or page? You know, page link popularity? No. They're, they're well, expecting I, I, their I sites could I, do well enough that the HTTPS links are going to appear on their own from the new stuff, right?
2: Nobody nobody creates HTTPS links. If if you no create just a copies of link. link? If you, <laughs> I don't know. I, sometimes <laughs> I guess they will. But I most do. of the times I, Yeah, most of the time when you're putting it in a form or something, you're just gonna type, you know, you know. S- s- just Ross's site.com. You won't even put in the www, let alone the HTTP if you're typing it in. If you're cutting and pasting, eventually, yeah, you'll get the HTTPS links there. But I don't know what percentage of people cut and paste versus type. But you I would got say both. the vast
1: majority because you, you look at, um, I add this is one of my favorite plugins for, for WordPress and for any site, really. You can just add it as a as code, um, into your back end there. And it's just amazing what it'll do is it'll tell you how many people are copying and pasting your URL. And they do this simply by adding a uh, hash code to the end of the URL. So it doesn't harm the the traffic or anything or, you know, getting to the right page. But they can then track how many people are clicking through using a copied link. Holy good gods, I just couldn't believe how many people were doing it. It was a a metric that is simply not covered by any any other system. And it's really eye-opening. Interesting. Check it out. It's a really interesting tool, and I, I find it f- a lot of fun to have. I love looking at the reports. So now I, I know we had, had
2: something. Even, I was going to say, say I wish you could, wish they could get a report that would show you where they're pasting them.
1: <laughs> yes, well, <laughs> one step at a time. Not um, so so at all. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're going to get into little search console stuff, but really, it's it's. I think we can probably leave to the next time. What I really want to do, while well, we got a few more minutes here, not much <laughs> left, but. Um, we had some member questions, um, and yeah, uh, these I, are really I, good. That's a good idea. So this one's from Connie. It says, uh, quote-unquote, I get emails on occasion about adding my website to various directories. The listings are free and seem to target the demographics I'm attempting to track, even if they don't get much traffic. How can I make sure that I'm not adding my site to something that I get penalized for? What kind of additional research should I do prior to taking action? Excellent question.
2: Great question. Uh,
1: yeah and and well, I have to admit, I just pretty much say no <laughs> i just don 't bother i 'd rather get links other ways, but you know if you do see something that 's really attractive, uh, look at the quality of the directory look you know see what kind of links are in there. Check for no follows. Ensure that the links are no followed. Um, in fact, I believe uh, you know that made me remember that um, Mark Taylor on our Google Plus community forum put in some good points there to look at, um, including the, the no follow. You know, just check the credibility, the quality of these sites. Like click through a few of them and see whether or not these have been vetted, whether or not they're still active, how many page links are on a page. Has there been a lot of effort put in by the directory? If there's not a lot of effort, if it just seems like a directory for For the sakes of being a directory, I have a lot of question whether or not that's any benefit whatsoever to have a link from.
2: Right, and, and I guess uh, I'm the same with you. If I get a if I get a random email out of the blue, cold calling me basically to say, "Hey, add your link to our directory, add your site to our directory," I ignore it. Um, especially if it's tied to a local business or a business type of directory, because if you th- it, let, me, let me explain how these work in most cases, right? So you've got different tiers of these. You've got the Google, you got the Google Local is and Bing and Yahoo. Those are like the top tier. Um, directory type places you want your listings in. You know the the local local Google plus local is like considered a directory. You want your business listing there. Then you've got your second tier, which are the Yelps, the Super Pages, the Four Squares, those kind of things. Then you've got your third tier. Ninety nine percent, if not a hundred percent, of these emails you're talking about are coming from those third tier directories. Right. So all of these tier directories, if they're a good quality directory, will you use a series of databases. There's four or five databases um, that, that really store business information. And they're, they're paid services, so it's a, a good directory. We'll pay the money to get this really clean data. Um, First tier directories like Google and such, they hit those databases you know, a couple times a week. Second tier, once or twice a month. But those third tier will hit them once a quarter, once a year sometimes because they cost money. Um, so that's the best way to get your information into those directories is to make sure that when it's pulled from um, those databases, and there's services you can use um, to get your information in those databases for like 20 or 30 bucks, right? Um, I think Moz has the service now in the Moz local section. Um, there, there's a couple of them. I have to, I'd have to look them up off the top of my head. Um, but get your information in those databases and then forget it because those the good companies, the good directories will use the databases. The crappy ones that are just out there that are not doing things are not. So it helps because you're not going to be in the crappy directories. You'll get in the good directories over time, but you don't have to worry about submitting because you're in those databases. That's the way I'd approach it.
1: Yeah, and uh, sort of a half pitch here, just because I'm so freaking happy about this, we have a, a system in place now, finally, that has a data stream into each of those different Portals. So we mm-hmm. just enter our information. Our system does the submission. It manages it. If there's any changes, we're notified. It makes sure that the, that the, the profile completions are close to, if not, definitely one hundred percent. It has made life dramatically easier. And 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 because of that completion rate and the less headache involved with working each of these systems, because the system is developed to work with them from scratch, um, we don't we find better results. And in faster time. So, well, what's uh, what's the what's the average fee to a client to do that from from you? Just hundred bucks a month. So is, it's on, is it per ongoing location, fee per location? Okay. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's an ongoing fee. But I mean, that's it, so cheap. I mean, <laughs> if you've got a lot of locations, we talk. But I mean, really, when it comes down to it, um, we were charging three, four times that much before simply because we had to go out and do a lot of this work. And we, yeah, we did a little more, but now we don't have to do that much more anymore. Like, uh, for example, going out and, and, and getting listings in really niche directories, I'm not finding that as effective anymore. So we, we were able to cut down the cost, but make it more effective. I, I, nothing makes me happier, because it makes everyone, makes us look even better, and the clients are happy, and, well, you can't really lose. So so not, not to... to,
2: to throw any water on your fire there, Ross, but Moz does the same service for quite a bit cheaper, just telling you.
1: Uh yeah. But they don't do it it, the way we do it. it, I'll tell you more on that, but Okay.
2: But but Moz Moz just does the one time submission. So it's not a a continual update, which sounds like what you're doing is continually updating if they just do do one time submission. Yeah, that's a good point too. But they'll do one time it's a one time fee per year. Um so they'll do it once and I think they, they would charge you if you needed to make changes. So it could work out similar.
1: Yeah. And also, we roll it in with our other SEO. So we'd be doing work on the site as well. Um, if, you know, Assuming many cases the clients have content they're putting out on a regular basis. So we'd be doing the SEO for that. It's far more hands on. Whereas with, uh, with Moz, it's enter information. You never talk to a person, it's, it's, it's an entirely different experience.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and part of the part of the value to have somebody doing it for you, other than just like a self serve tool, if you're looking at if you're thinking about doing this, the self serve tool um, is not going to tell you, okay, right now we we already have you know these different variations of your address out there in different directories, so you got to clean it up, and you got to pick the right one, and then once you pick the right one and submit it to the data, you know. The rest of it needs to be fixed as well, and, and the self-serve tools are not going to take the time to fix anything. I don't know if you f- fix stuff or not, Ross, but that's the value yeah. of having somebody doing it for you is getting the stuff that's not correct
1: fixed. Exactly. It's a big part of it, and it is hand-done. In, in, when it comes down to the profile aspects, it's hand-done. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's this, the stream that helps so much and you know that's that's something to be paid for I, we're, we're tickled with it but uh, anyone out there who have uh, additional questions or anything you'd like to post please go to our Google Plus community uh, just go into Google Plus and type in SEO 101 and you'll find it in no time flat uh, just post them there and uh, we'll be happy to answer them uh, at least Mark will <laughs> Mark Taylor. I still say These we need nonsense. to get Mark Thank on the show Mark. man we need to you get, get Mark on the do. show you know we should just plain book it Mark yeah hang us. let's just book this, get this done. Yes. Um, with that said, have a great week and remember to tune in to future episodes which air at 11 a.m. Pacific 2 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening,
2: everybody.